Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're back, and yes, it's Friday. My favorite day. You know what? I feel bad saying that sometimes because it means like, oh, you just like live for the weekend. What but- are, you, you, are you apologizing to a weekday? <laughs> like, oh, Mondays through Thursday. I'm so sorry that I, but Fridays are my choice. Well, They're everyone's choice, Shira. Well, you know that Shira's probably on edge because she doesn't want Monday to take it out on her. Uh, you don't oh, want Monday to overhear yeah, you saying that Friday's your favorite. You know, Shira's literally a Teletubby. But the voice that you just heard was Shara Jassel joining us. Hello. Yes. Again, as always, every Friday here to play. Oh, yes. Uh, and it's been a good week. How have you been? When you, like, What are you up to when you're not here? Oh, my gosh. I have, if I were a juggler, I'd have six million balls in the air. Like, oh, plates. You know the plates? Actually, Michelle Obama said that about Brock, how he always has so many plates, and I feel the same way. What made you bring up Michelle Obama right now? Black History Month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I saw where you were going with that, Shira. No, you did that. Actually, you did so that. One, all right, this is, sounds weird. One time, a psychic said I was in the same like energetic timeline as Barack Obama. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means either. But it meant like we we're like uh, our our zodiac signs or something like, like that. Like kinetic energy. But or, he's no, a Leo, and you're a Taurus. Zodiac signs are similar. Okay. And then I was like, interesting. And then when she said, when Michelle said about him, he always has so many places in the air, but he somehow makes it work. And I was like, yeah, me and Barack. <laughs> You started envisioning yourself with Barack? No, me and Barack, like a similar. Oh, like a team. No, similar vibe, how we have a lot of plates in the air. And then she's trying said... to be a home wrecker <laughs> on Channel 2. I'm going to give you one thing. You, I, I just don't envision you ever being the president of the United States. No. Well, with the direction things are going, anything is possible. <laughs> first Canadian. I'll be the first Canadian. Oh, God. What is coming up on the show today? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, trans people are being targeted and conned into appearing in an anti-trans documentary by an infamous conservative. What is going on? We're talking to one of the people targeted next hour. Plus, officials in L.A. County are asking the FDA to lift the blood ban on males who have sex with males. The L.A. LGBT Center joins us in 30 minutes to talk about the immediate impacts of if it's lifted and if it's going to happen. So that's uh, a really good show coming up. Lots of good guests. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour, though, right now. One Million Moms, uh, part of the anti-LGBTQ hate group American Family Association, is furious that a new Zillow ad shows two black women sitting on a couch together. (gasps) Two black women? Holy mother. Oh my God. So the group complains this commercial promotes same-sex relationship and the LGBTQ agenda. And they continue to stand up for biblical truth, the One Million Moms. Girl, let me tell you this. Out of those One Million Moms, one of them got to be gay. 
And they're not even. <laughs> the percentages even, show that. Don't they only have 400 people in this organization? No, like, like nowhere near a million. Moms. The, the title is egregious. So black women can't be friends. Does the, I haven't seen the commercial. Does it imply um, that they're, they're, they're in a relationship? It feels like it they're does, yeah. Okay. yeah. Which okay. is great. Good on Zillow. I mean, it's always funny when they have those Zillow ads. Like, are people just liking the real estate picture or are they actually going to buy? Well, Do you ever go on Zillow just to like look? Yeah, all the no, time. I, I stopped doing that. Especially a while ago. if I, I feel like, oh, I'm in the mood to be depressed to know right? that I'm never gonna own a house. Exactly. You saw, I think that's the wait, way to do you it. You saw the SNL sketch about that, no. where it's like, I, as you like get older, SNL. you know, um, it used to be like, let's go on uh, porn or dating apps, and it's like, let's go on Zillow. Yes, <laughs> like late fl- night Zillow. Flirting in your thirties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what would you know about that? I mean, I'm almost there. But you're not. The men that I like are in their thirties. <laughs> And finally, a GOP, uh, GOP Senate candidate is facing criticism for allegedly promoting violence with a Super Bowl ad no. that shows him shooting lookalikes of President Biden and no. Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senator Mark Kelly. We're tired of being pushed around. And inflation. And open borders. And gas prices. The good people of Arizona have had like enough of you. I the sounds of whips it's during time my history. It's time for we keep getting tried. <laughs> what an immersive experience. Wow. You yeah. don't like Westerns, oh, do you, Sheer? Award winning. Uh, no, I'm not into Although I was into that futuristic Western with the robots and all that. Wow, Wow mm. West with Will Smith? No. Um, <laughs> The oh, show. yes, Westworld. Westworld. Yes. For the first season. So this got greenlit, this commercial, this ad is greenlit. Somehow, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. Because this doesn't this count as a threat against the president? That's what I'm talking about. I mean, Kathy Griffin does it, then it, it's, it causes and raises all hell, but anyone she else does it. She also had the Secret Service and them at her door. Yeah, so it doesn't, you know. I mean, this also happened with uh, recently with the anime situation in that. Oh, yes. Um, and I, it was an AOC and everyone. And, and but that was a tweet. Yeah. This is an actual Super Bowl ad? Yeah. Questionable. You all, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Just stay home. Just stay home and oh, watch God. it home. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, we got some Adele news. Rumor has it that Adele is engaged, and you will not believe how much her ring costs. Mm. It's time for the T Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So, um, basically, she sparked all of this speculation at the Brit Awards, where she hit the red carpet wearing a stunning pear-shaped sparkle. And when I tell you that thing was beautiful, beautiful. I was like, <gasps> and she. Wow. Wow, wanted us queen. to see it. She, wow. You saw how she was positioned in all of her photos? Like, she yeah. wanted us to see it. No, she most definitely did. And, you know, gemologists basically have said that her stone looks to be about five to seven carats in mm. size. Um, and depending on the quality, a similar ring could range from 250000 to 500000 But literally, the person that made her ring was like, this was a million-dollar ring. Okay. Which is why I mean her her man is a superstar agent. Oprah knows him. Well, this is funny because there were just repo- there were just reports that there was trouble in paradise with them too. And honestly, I feel like we have to remember Adele is around our age. She's she's chaotic. She's a chaotic girl. You have to remember, like, yeah, just because she's successful and somewhat mature, she yeah. still is young. And, and that was another... Adele is the same age as me, I think. Yeah, and so I'm, I I feel like a lot of people forget how young Rich Paul is 40. She is. I just looked it oh, up. Yeah. And so I I think, you know, she has maybe some little, um, you know, toxic traits. But here's the interesting thing. Basically, she took a load off, um, and she appeared after she appeared on the Graham Norton show, she ended up at uh, uh, basically, a, like, 
not a, like a gay club, like a, an event. It's basically called the GAY's Porn Idol event. Excuse uh, me. Cheryl Hole from uh, Ru- uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK hosted it. Everyone was shocked that Adele popped up because Adele started pole dancing. She was drunk AF. An insider who attended the party um, said basically Adele was absolutely loving the event. She was having a great time with friends and loved watching the show. They continued by saying after the contest was over, she stormed the stage and the crowd went wild. No one was expecting a music a music icon to be there. Honestly, I would scream too if Adele just showed up at a club. Oh yeah. Saying. Oh, do you see? she's walking down the hallway now. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your team report. We got more coming up next hour. Sheer, what is coming up for the rest of the show? We're talking about crack pipes. Uh, <laughs> the big GOP talking point this week is how the Biden administration is passing out crack pipes. Is it even true? What is the true story? That's next. to make that clear. What is in the safe smoking kit? Uh, a safe smoking skin may contain alcohol swabs, lip balm, other materials to promote hygiene and reduce the transmission of diseases like HIV and hepatitis. I would note that what we're really talking about here is steps that we're taking as a federal government to address the opioid epidemic. Yep, that was Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who's being asked to answer questions about the administration giving out Crack pipes. You know, typical, normal day at the White House. Just a normal day in the good U.S. of A. Right? (laughs) Uh, That's because conservatives have launched an attack this week claiming the government planned to spend $30 million on pipes for smoking crack cocaine. And here to break it all down is Mariana Alfaro, political breaking news reporter at The Washington Post. Thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, so can you explain how this all started? Why is this something being shared? Is this a rumor? Is this actually happening? Um, yeah, so it just kind of, it just snowballed, you know, it's one of, one of those weeks in D.C. that just happens. But um, basically, a, a conservative outlet reported that, you know, as, as stated almost as a fact, the White House is going to be providing uh, these pipes as part of like a safe smoking kit that's part of this $30 million plan that HHS is rolling out to help, you know, address um, the opioid, opioid crisis and addiction in the country. And, you know... We went through the emails, we, not just me, but like my colleagues, and, and we saw what happened in the communication between uh, the reporter for this outlet and um, HHS, um, the spokesperson there, and never was it said um, in those emails that um, the White House would be providing um, these pipes as part of these kids. It's kind of that thing where um, in other, like in, in general, you know, in other places that have been used is like safe smoking, safe, um, you know, uh, these kids that aren't given out, um, sometimes uh, those pipes are included or just kind of used to um, avoid people using uh, dirtier utensils or paraphernalia used to, you know, consume drugs or uh, needles. So it kind of was based on an assumption that the White House would be including these in the kits because it's happened in other places. But (laughs) it's not in the kit. Like the White House has said it. Um, HHS has doubled down and said it's not in the kits. It's just not. Yeah. Like federal money is not going to work that well, right the, now. the crazy thing here is I feel like this mm-hmm. really reveals the bigger issue in Democrats have a really big messaging issue. And it mm-hmm. seems like when the, the the snowball effect happens, it's too late at that point. So mm-hmm. what are we seeing Democrats do to even combat the, you know, try to reel this story in? Well, I think part of it is just that I understand why they're not saying straight up like this is the entire list of things that would be in these kits because it's you know you it's a lot of information a lot of like technical stuff but i do think that the transparency aspect would help just kind of being like 
I know that it was kind of an admission, like a like a control situation. Like they had to clean up what happened once they cleared out that the pipe pipes wouldn't be on the kids. But like being upfront from the beginning, being more clear about their messaging, being like, we're going to be doing this, and this is exactly what's going to be in those kids, and this is why we need these kids. You know, I don't think there's like a lot of awareness in the country in general about what um, these substance abuse and like mental health services programs do because you know they're very specific and, and, and it's sometimes taboo to talk about it. But I think if they were more clear about why we need these programs, why this money is being used, then we wouldn't have the stigma and the taboo that comes with, you know, talking about this. And also we wouldn't have like the jokes of being like, haha, the White House is giving out crack pipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're just now tuning in, we are talking to Mariana Alfaro, who is a political breaking news reporter at The Washington Post. Ryan, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about your question that you just asked. I th- thought it was so great because I'm someone who's a news girl and I heard about the crack pipes, but I didn't hear that it was untrue. So it's like, <laughs> how do we how do we then like rope that back in? Messaging issue. The crack pipes. So I have to ask you as a reporter um, and as mm-hmm. a journalist, what do you think can be done to make sure that a mishap like this of this magnitude does not happen again. There's so much distrust with the media right now. We know mm-hmm. that Donald Trump kind of got the ball rolling with that. And when something like this happens of this magnitude, where literally every news outlet reported on this, from what I saw on my mm-hmm. Twitter, whether depending, it didn't matter what side of the aisle you were on. I saw this yeah. as breaking news. How can we better ensure that something like this does not happen again that could garner such harsh results? Yeah, that's the, that that's like the thing I think we still struggle with every day because, you know, sometimes as a reporter you see this this misinformation and and you don't want to amplify it because, again, it just keeps the snowball growing. But at some point, and I know that sometimes people will look at certain outlets and be like, oh well, I don't know if I can trust their facts because they're like leaning one way or another. But you know, it's building the network of news outlets that you trust, and not only the news outlet itself, but the reporters. And they're like, if you know that there's like a, a health reporter in a certain outlet that just like never misses or like has their finger on the polls and like will tell it as it is, like that's where I go directly to, not just like what, because the outlet can write five different stories about the same thing, opinion, you know, analysis and the breaking news story. Yeah. But if this, the article that this reporter I trust is sharing, then that's how I know that, that they got to the meat and bones of it. And they like talk to the spokesperson. They like know what you know, in this case, what a um, harm reduction kit is, you know, like that's who I go to um, directly. Okay. Well, that was Mariana Alfaro, (laughs) political breaking news reporter at the Washington Post. Thank you again. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Now, what's coming up next, Ryan? Well, we're going to dive into the potential impact of L.A. County's lifting the, the, you know, the MSM blood ban situation Mm -hmm. that's happening. We got to dive in. There's a lot of conversation there. Don't go anywhere. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now amid a critical blood shortage la county supervisors are calling for the u.s uh, food and drug administration to immediately end to blood donor restrictions on gay and bisexual Mm. men Look how the tables have turned. Joining to break this news down is Robert Gamboa, the policy advocacy manager at the LA LGBT Center. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me. So let's talk about this because why the sudden change? If you can kind of break down where we started from to how we've gotten here. Well, uh, this is, this ban has been in place since 1985 um, and it was, instituted back when the AIDS, the AIDS epidemic was soaring, right? Where that, in 1985 was right in the heights of um, a, a moment when we saw primarily gay and bisexual men dying from the yeah. HIV disease. And so understandably, this, uh, this ban went into place back then so people could, you know, protect themselves, especially after the Ryan White incident when, um, you know, that young man contracted HIV because of a blood transfusion. So it made sense back then. Um, and here we are almost 40 years later now, and we've been fighting what we feel is a very discriminatory ban. Um, not every single, you know, it's basically a ban that says every gay and bisexual man or any, any male who has sex with men is, you know, their blood is tainted. It's bad blood, right? And it's, that's not the case. So over the years, I believe it was in 2015, they, it was a lifetime ban. It used to be a lifetime ban where if you had sex with a man any point in your life, you were no longer allowed to give blood ever. Mm. So me as a gay man, I have never been able to donate blood in my life, <laughs> right? Mm. So now uh, it was changed to within 12 months. And then recently when the COVID-19 pandemic began, it was reduced further to only three months 
um, so in um, sexual engagements with another man in the last three months. Primarily because when COVID-19 pandemic began, we already were experiencing a blood shortage supply. Mm-hmm. Here we are um, two years into the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, an- another uh, another terrible pandemic that has hit our country. And um, and now we have the, 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 the lowest blood supply we've had in uh, well over a decade. So the urgency is, hey, we've been restricting this group of people. And it makes no sense to really continue to 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 restrict them from donating blood, because uh, we have, you know, with all the investments in medical technology, have been able to screen blood for any bloodborne illnesses, uh, and 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 you know, toss out the ones that aren't going to be good for distribution. So, yeah, you know, I. I hope that summarizes well enough. <laughs> yeah. Again, we're talking to Robert Gamboa, Policy Advocacy Manager at LA LGBT Center. So, of course, this has been the history. How likely is this to change right now? Is this the tipping point? Well, I, I hope that with all of the urgency and momentum that it will move sooner than faster. I mean, there's been we have never stopped applying pressure um, to the FDA, there's been people in every state that have been trying to uh, to put pressure on <clears throat> on the FDA. Um, the fact that we've made some progress in the last couple of years, from lifetime to 12 months to three months limitations, is progress. Currently, the FDA is imploring a study, um, and the study is supposed to analyze the viability of men who have sex with men donating blood. Which <clears throat> it's an important study. It's an important next step. Me personally, and only speaking for me, I think it's just another roadblock in the process. But mm-hmm. ultimately, the, the idea of the study is to say, hey, it's really okay for men to have sex with men. And instead of just putting a blanket timeline um, ban of you know three months or whatever, it would be sort of a, a survey. So, hey, have you engaged in any risky behavior? Um, and then if they de- if they determine that you've been engaged with risky behavior, then you could still be prevented from donating so, blood. So, uh, I, you know, I just, I, I don't personally, I don't necessarily agree with the survey and the study. I just think they should go ahead and remove it right. altogether, especially if we're experiencing this, you know, egregious short supply of blood. So if the, it's just the language of risky behavior, that's really getting to me. Um, I just saw, according to the UK, actually, UK Health Security Agency, the HSA, that for the first time in a decade, a uh, new HIV diagnosis uh, amongst heterosexual, cisgender heterosexual people are higher than that of men who identify as gay or bisexual. How do you think statistics like this, especially given like targeted advertisements, right? So a lot of things that uh, are geared towards the prevention of HIV are marketed towards a lot of j- just gay men. And it's not, and I think maybe a lack of sexual uh, education And like I said, targeted ads. But now with cisgender heterosexual people, at least in the UK, leading the charge where 50 percent are HIV positive, how will this now shift the conversation as it pertains to blood donations? Uh, Well, that's a a pretty significant statistic. And thank you for sharing that. Um, It really should be, uh, you know, a benchmark uh, moment in this in this movement to change the conversation, right? When when Ryan White tested positive, it was the first time people would say, hey, a cisgender straight person um, acquired HIV. 
And uh, and so that should have changed the conversation back then. Mm -hmm. We know in the United States, particularly in the South and in the Midwest, AIDS, uh, new AIDS, new HIV infections, excuse me, um, have been skyrocketing. And one of the most impacted populations are black cisgendered women, straight women. Yep. Um, And this population is historically one of the most underserved populations in our country, right? Yep. They are already facing huge negligence because of their uh, gender identity, but also because of the color of their skin. And then when you add something on, such as, um, you know, an HIV diagnosis, um, which there's a lot of shame within the community as far as treating that diagnosis. Um, these numbers have been so high that we should have already been addressing this situation years ago. Uh, and, you know, I remember uh, with, this, with the surging fentanyl um, overdose epidemic that was going spreading from the east to the west, um, a lot of IV drug users, right, have been um, spreading HIV. And this has been particularly true in the Midwest and the South. Wow. So we have these very large populations um, that are not even gay or bisexual men. <laughs> and, uh, you know, only in some of the major centers like Los Angeles, our population centers like Los Angeles and San Francisco, New York, um, is it still more prevalent in, in you know, gay and bisexual communities. Um, but across the country, that's not the case. And so this, yeah. this, it should this this it shouldn't still be this conversation, right? This this which makes it even more discriminatory towards gay and bisexual men. Well, Robert, we really appreciate you oh, for one yeah. all the work that you do in all the LGBTQ centers, especially the LA one does on a daily. So thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. And that was Robert Gamboa, the Policy Advocacy Manager at the LA LGBT Center. What's coming up next year? Well, two Fox News hosts asked the dumbest question in the world. Can we give them some help? That's next. Fox News decided to give their hot take on Joe Rogan using the N-word. Here's a conversation uh, where host Jimmy Fight. Faya said he does not condone Rogan's words, but does support his right to say them. You sound a little too excited for this segment. Oh, you, know. you just got a little bit too much chipper well, in your you voice. You know she used to be a correspondent over there. <laughs> you know, no, do you know I was never paid by Fox News. <laughs> I was Jimmy asked personally? to be a guest. No, actually, I mean, that's why I stumbled cor- on his lit We name. have a correspondent on our show, Richard Fowler. That's true, and he's Fox a great News. person. Yeah, here yeah. we go. Here's the clip. If we're going to just unilaterally ban anyone who has used these phrases, um, there goes the whole Super Bowl halftime show. There goes Howard Stern. Whoopi you know Goldberg. what? That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I mean, if, if black people are going to use this word in our rap music or wherever it is, then, then what are the rules? Is there a list of people mm-hmm. who use the word? No. Right? I need the list yeah. and I need the rules because to me... To me, if a word is a word is a word and it's not going to be used by anybody, then it has to be across the board. And I'm raising children. It would make it really easy to be able to tell my biracial children exactly why that word has been taken off the table with. That that voice, by the way, is Fox host Harris Faulkner, who is black. I would have literally said 
Go ahead and say it. I want everybody on the panel, just say it. If you want to say well, it so bad, y'all are up and, like, just so angry about the fact that you can't say it, say it. No one's stopping you from saying it. You just can't be shocked when the repercussions of you saying it, it actually happens. There has to be accountability there. So if you want to say it, guess what? We live in the United States of the America. I shall always free talk about free speech. Exactly. So if you want to say it, go ahead and say it. Now, but don't, don't be prepared. if you're going to lose your job. Period. Or have a ring around your eye. That's it. But it's going to be something. I want you to have the freedom to say it. I do have to say, uh, they they played it safe by having Harris participate in this segment. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I'm so envious. She has such good yeah. eyebrows, but I can't stand her. <laughs> <laughs> All her eyebrows are everything. <laughs> However, um, this is one of those things where I am so sick of people who are not black dictating and having conversations around that word. On top of that, I don't know how many times we have to say it. There are so many, it goes beyond blackness. There are so many different marginalized communities that have reclaimed Mm, slurs and they use them intracommunally. I know of gay men that hurl the F slur at each other jokingly. I know of trans women who hurl the T slur at them jokingly. And I know of black people who hurl the N word. And when I say hurl, that, that comes, I guess that falls on the ears. Weird. But I'm saying like yeah, I get it, it. jokingly it's an intracommunal thing and it is not for everyone to say and much no. like you just said Ryan go ahead and say it but deal with the fallout literally yeah. there can't be any more shock around it right this idea of cancel culture and how it's being manipulated is really frustrating to me because people are upset that Joe Rogan is getting called out for all of these things the awful things that he said it's it's not just this I feel like it's a little bit it's dismissive dis- yeah it's, I, I, it's, it's, it's like no we gotta have a conversation about accountability and what happens when you say things that are offensive. Yeah. Because guess what? I mean, we saw Whoopi Goldberg. She said what she said, and she, she's she been fi- not fired, but suspended for two two weeks, right? She's she's dealt with it and in ways that we haven't seen the corporate response. He actually was offered, I feel like he was, uh, Joe Rogan was offered $100 million from so many other different companies. And the Rumble, yeah, he was at like, CEO, a promotion like, for doing down. it. Yes, yeah. and they wanted him to do it. So the, the this idea that there is no accountability and this is just about cancer culture is absolutely offensive and disgusting. Furthermore, furthermore, I want to know, why do y'all want to say it so bad? Why? I think it's just gross. I think think it's rooted in us telling you that you can't say it. And then so people want to do it, and it's just like, how dare you tell me what I can and can't say. It's like a child. You you touch the hot stuff if you want to. Why do you want to say, in any context, why would you want to say this word so bad if you're not using it to insult? Why would it even, why would it not, why would it even roll off your tongue? And you can't misspeak and say it. You know what I always say. If you misspeak and say a word, that means it's already in your lexicon. You've uh, already been using yeah, it. Yeah. You've already been using and it. And stop bringing up the fact that we use it in our communities, like you said earlier. That is, that's such that an excuse. So you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Like, stop bringing that up because that's not that's not doing what you think it is. And then it's saying, really like, not. well, then rappers take it out of your songs if you don't want people singing it because we're listening yeah. to your music and it's mainstream. No, that's an excuse. As if people don't understand the historical context, as if people don't understand it with black history month of all months that that is the last word that some people heard before they were strung up on a tree and y'all want to say it why why Woo. Well. God, God bless America <sighs> wow. yep we need to take that and run that back over at Fox News what's coming up on right. more of the show okay next up how this out Olympic athlete brought pride to his competition that and more next on what's trending this out old man winter here if I had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back and happy Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We've got more music coming up on Channel Q, but right now we also got more show. We're talking about diversity in Hollywood. Is it helping? Char, this is your Char Says So segment. Now, what we're talking about is not just diversity in Hollywood. (laughs) There is a certain group of people who are marginalized but are benefiting from it more than others. I had someone tell me, uh, sometimes you got to meet these systems halfway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear more about that story, Char. I don't know if I'm going to talk about that Oh, on I think so. I think I you are. I think, I, think, I think she's going to let it all ring. <laughs> uh, and we've got more coming up in the tea report. Yes, oh. I'll be talking some housewives news. I got Great. Two, two fun stories Ooh. about what's going on over there with Andy Cohen and Bravo. There's always something going on. Let's get into some what's trending this hour, though, right now. Olympics happening right now. Winter Olympics. Andrew Blazer made history as the first out gay man to win a spot representing the U.S. in the Winter Olympics sport of skeleton. And on Thursday, he raced people come up with, these games? with a rainbow saddle on his sled. Wait, what's that? I don't, I'm like, when I tell you, I was watching some of the Olympics today, and there's literally a game where you, like, you know, like, when you were young and you go down a water slide, Mm -hmm. there's, like, a game where you literally, you lay down on a sled, and you're on your stomach, and you're, like, going through these That is skeleton. Oh. He's the one that did it, and he had a rainbow one. That was when you were watching. So it's not, like, bobsledding, like, No, no, you're 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 laying down. You're not in something. You're lying down You're head first laying down on your It's like boarding. Why is that called skeleton? What's the history behind it? Because I don't know. Your skeleton's gonna be messed up if it's goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally. That's all you're gonna have left. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, it was so scary because you're it's like it's literally a, a obstacle course of ice. And so you're just moving and you're, like and you're, you're not and even your moving, head you're just is like face forward. Face forward. So you could easily oh, if you do oh, something please, like please, hit please. Your head, anything could happen. Easily. Anything could happen. What are the Natasha it's Richardson, wild. the dearly departed? Oh. It's wild. Uh, now, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is warning that Russia could invade Ukraine during the Olympics. Here's what he had to share. 
We continue to, to see signs of Russian escalation, including new forces arriving at the Ukrainian border. As we've said before, we are in the window when an invasion could begin at any time, should Vladimir Putin decide to order it. I will not comment on the details of our intelligence information, but I do want to be clear. It could begin during the Olympics, uh, despite a lot of speculation uh, that it would only happen after the Olympics. All right, this keeps getting closer yeah. and closer. But we, here's the thing. We knew he was going to do it. When you're setting up your troops right outside of the Ukraine. Right at and, the border. And he loves playing in the, pre like, all of, whoever's the president. It doesn't even matter. He just loves playing in their face. And so he's. Even his ex, Donald Trump. Literally. So he's he was he was just waiting for the best time oh, yeah. on his time. But he always knew he was going to do it. He's sitting there sipping vodka, being like, I'm not going to do that. But, like, just press the button. And then the world oh, you want to do the accent, I want to do like an evil. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> That's my <laughs> SNL moment. I'm going to audition for SNL playing Putin. Oh, wow. We have one photo in our hands, and it's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're no longer in the running to becoming America's next top impressionalist. Impressionist. Well, speaking, oh, speaking of Russia... The government made an unsuccessful attempt to shut down one of the country's largest and most prominent LGBTQ rights groups. But human rights advocates say there are likely more attempts on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, Mr. Putin. Can you please? <laughs> a court in St. Petersburg sidelined a lawsuit that had been filed by Russia's justice ministry. The suit accused the Russian LGBT network of spreading LGBT views and engaging in activities that go against traditional values. They actually sued them. In the suit, Russian officials said they want to liquidate the foundation, the legal group that operates the organization. Just like a never-ending fight there, mm -hmm. just to live. It's really mm -hmm. unfortunate. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Gosh, it's also it's actually sharp. It's sharp. Didn't didn't we just talk I'm so, about I'm this just so six in the flow? Okay. I'm so in the yeah. flow. Usually, sure knows I'm teasing her. Yeah, now listen. It's true. Well, sure. You don't watch Housewives, do you? I don't. Okay. Well, sorry for Ryan and the rest of uh, us in the room. Uh, did you hear about Kim Richards possibly returning to Real Which, Housewives of Beverly Hills? To get all three of the sisters is one of the most the iconic situations, and Beverly Hills will be Can put at the top. Can we talk about how Beverly Hills is already knocking at the top? Because they have one of the best casts. They do. They really it's, do. It has the diversity. They really do. It has everything we love about Housewives, the wealth, the <sighs> drama, the cat fights. Absolutely. Nevertheless, uh, she claimed, Kim Richards on Instagram Live recently claimed that Andy Cohen had recently called her to talk about the possibility mm. of returning. Now, unfortunately for fans like Ryan and I and everyone listening and Shira, mm. you're a fan by proxy, sis. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll Kim, Richards, Kim Richards did not divulge much more than what she just kind of hinted at. So maybe we'll get a surprise cameo, a pop up something anything's possible in the land of, of bravo land i mean that is true it would be nice to see her and catch up with her because you know when she was on it was one of those things about her kids were leaving the nest and then of mm -hmm. course she had a lot of addiction issues that yeah. were going on that kind of some really, of those seasons were lit oh my god <laughs> i went back during the quarantine and watched all of I the did. seasons of beverly you hills know what? it was wow. it was uh because of denver yeah i went back and well i started i had never seen beverly hills and so i i watched it in lockdown yeah. and it was it's it's worth it if you haven't done it well, also in Housewives news, uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Mary Cosby 
is not returning. Now, this is according mm. to a and report. she is not related to the Bill Cosby. Oh, she God. Just no. context. Right. Which, by the way, watch that documentary. We need to talk about Bill Cosby. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenally done. Nevertheless, Andy Cohen reportedly confirmed to Entertainment Tonight's Bryce Sanders that she will not be returning. It's no secret that Mary did not show up at the... Uh, the reunion this year, she did not show up to tape it when mm. she had an explosive season, if you watch the season. I gotta admit, I'm about six episodes behind, but I've been keeping up through the Twitter gifts and memes. Well, if I'm being honest, I never really liked Salt Lake City. Like, they have really amazing trailers, but they're the sh they're the show that I just watch like a few ep episodes and then I just wait for the reunion. Well, you know what we can't deny? They shot out like a cannon with that premiere. They did. They had everyone plugged in, but I've kind of I've kind of waned off a bit too. But yeah. Mary won't be back, but she will definitely leave a void on Salt Lake City Housewives because she was one of their biggest personalities next to Jen Shaw and. That is the T report for this hour. Amazing. Right. By the way, uh, Justin, our producer, said skeleton is named for the bony shape and appearance of the sled. Aww. If you're listening, we were talking about what skeleton is at the Olympics. We love that. That he's. Oh, I love that he's such a nerd. He always knows it. The he's trivia. great. I now have questions about the sled and who's uh, who's allowed to ride on it. Not me, because my skeleton ain't bony. I probably couldn't either. <laughs> sure is the only one. No. Maybe I'd fly off of it. It'd be like, start going down and be like, whoop. <laughs> okay. okay, what's coming up next? Uh, well, diversity in Hollywood is helping just not everyone. What Char says so after this. <laughs> well, Sharon Ryan. Yep. It's my favorite time of the week. I don't know if it's yours, but it's mine. And that's all that matters right now in this moment. All yes. right. Come on. Let's talk let's about it. So um, female directors of color are still underrepresented in the top grossing films. This is what, according to a new survey. Now, mm -hmm. Ryan, you've seen The Power of the Dog, right? I have seen it. Did not like it. But that's just my, you know, hot take. I know a lot of people would not agree. And it is an Oscars contender. Mm. Oh, it is. Jane Champion, excuse me, Campion made history this week as the first woman to to be nominated twice at the Oscars for director, which is a category that has been dominated by men, white men, mm -hmm. white cis men, mm -hmm. for most of its 93 years. Now, Campion is already a trailblazer, and the, the film that I just mentioned, The Power of the Dog, reflects that increasing recognition. But I have to ask both you mm -hmm. and Shira, who do you all think benefits most from pushes of, in, of inclusion and diversity in, with these Hollywood initiatives? <sighs> I'm gonna let Shira go first. <laughs> Women, ladies first. What group do you I think feel, benefits most? Uh, if you're talking about, like, I think in America right now, there's a big push in, for good reason around either LGBTQ or also the black community. So that's who you think benefits the most out of Hollywood diversity and inclusion initiatives? Okay, fair. Yeah. Who do you well, think? That's a good one. Um, I'm gonna say white women. And the answer is white women. <laughs> no, but even if I didn't know the answer, the landscape I think doesn't you, show. You see that. You see that wherever you go, right? Even I think, you know, being a woman, and just when you're talking about marginalized communities, right? Being a woman is a part of that, right? There is hurdles that you have oh, to go yes. through. Oh yeah. All of that. That all of that is valid. And all that counts. But when it comes to actually who gets to be looked at as you know in the the, the rankings, who gets to like enter the room first and have a seat at the table first? It's mostly white women. Behind we white we, men. Al we yeah. always see yeah. that, and oftentimes when it gets to that, it stops. Here's the thing that's actually interesting is. I think it's more women have been marginalized. We're not a minority. Right. Right? Because... Uh, I, I didn't say you were a minority. I know, but a lot of people, I think that people are like, yeah, minorities including women, and it's like... I've never heard Well, that would being... be women of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah women yeah, yeah. of color. No, but I think that's important because a lot of people who might not 
know the numbers like i think it's like oh yeah you're a woman's your part like yeah we're marginally but we haven't been a minority so that's important to say but yeah. in terms of yeah i would say it goes first on the totem pole for it's it's white women on the hierarchy the hierarchy yeah totem pole. um and then um and then unfortunately then it has been either uh black poc uh, I don't know. That's if, the, if you that's even break if, that down I was further, about to say, and then LG- if the door does not shut behind yeah, the white. Yeah, normally the if if we're having a real conversation, which we are, normally the door does shut there. And I think when we're when we're seeing it, it even goes as far as even if like let's break it down even more. If a, a white person is queer, they're going to get into the doors more. So then, you know, I had a white queer person um, tell me I was in a meeting earlier this week and a white queer person told me uh, that sometimes we have to meet these systems halfway as if <sighs> we are facing now. The we same do, hurdles. We do have some of the same hurdles, but overall, no. And also, I feel like that's Not like, at all. that's table talk. Like you would be like, tell your friends, like, I feel like this is even though for someone in a professional uh, situation to tell you that right now when we're trying to push, create new systems, it's, I feel like, inappropriate well, and unprofessional. But that's the well. thing. People aren't willing to create new systems. People People are willing to post, you know, the black squares and have Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ rights in their bios, but, not really but they're not, not that really that willing yeah. to shake up the tables. It's, uh, again, Candace Benbow, shout out to her. They do it in theory, not in practice. Now, according to USC's Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, um, women directed 13% of the top 100 movies last year. That's down slightly over the record level of 15% in 2020, but still substantially from the 2.7 in 2007. Now, things have somewhat increased and improved for marginalized groups. Um, 27.3% in 2021 um, saw greater representation. I'm not talking about leadership. I'm talking about representation. And so as these stats roll out, I'm just... It's something like the change is like... It's just too slow. Well, so, yeah, I I think that if you are in the room and you are given an opportunity, I mean, I at least try to say if someone's like, who do you recommend? Try to say, like, well, it's obvious what I see at this, like, where I'm at, the company, depending on where I'm at. And I'm like, you have some obvious gaps in what you're missing. I do. And who's your audience? What? I said, and who's your audience, depending on the project? That too. But I try to say, like, why aren't there more of this? And, like, once you have that question, why aren't there more of these types of people in these spaces? They're just not qualified. No, it's just like, you're right. No, I literally hear, you know what? You're right. Thank you. We know this. And I'm like, okay, so what are you doing about it? I'm like, well, I, I, you know what I mean? If I'm being honest, like, you know, I I do a lot of consultancy work, yeah. and there is a, I mean, there's a place that I do consultancy work where one department is still very white. Mm-hmm. And compared to everything else and all the other departments, you look at them, and they're like, why, why, why is this one department still kind of maneuvering in the ways where there's no diversity there? And, and our, the whole organization's being is to promote inclusivity and, and diversity. See, that's, that's why it's I always wild. tell people, show me your C-suite. Yeah. Show me your C-suite. Yeah. You're talking about diversity, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Show me well, your that, C-suite. And the future of whatever it is. And then uh, what I'll see also is they'll be, like, wanting to hire a lot of people to front, right? So talent that have, quote-unquote, diversity. But then you're looking still. But you make the decisions, to... and the, those people don't represent the people. And you like, also have to lean into what they, whatever they hired you for. Because I run into this problem yeah. a lot as a black woman who's trans. Yeah. Where I, I say, me being trans is the least interesting thing about me. But when I step into some of these spaces, that's literally the... I can tell that is the only reason. Yeah. Like, you threw my merit and my credentials out the window. Because it doesn't matter. It's just you have a black trans woman in the seat. And that's clearly the only reason why I'm, I'm here. Well, and, uh-huh. to even go 
though, and even with that as well, into what you said, Shira, they're willing to to hire. Mm-hmm. But they're not willing to pay the same rates that they're paying well, the, the payment, other so talent. Yes. That, that's that's that's, that's, and, that's that with TikTok. and that's the real thing. <laughs> and like I'm I'm going to be real honest here because you you know you can't want the voices there. You can't want the presence of these folks there if you're not willing to pay them what they're worth. And I think that is something that a lot of times you got to really think about when you're talking about these conversations about diversity and inclusion. Well, really, what does that mean? Really, what does that look like? Really quickly, I want to rattle this statistic off because in 2021, only three of 55 directors, which is 5.4%, were women of color, even though they are roughly 20% of the U.S. population. That is what the survey still found. And it's so funny that we're talking about this because last night I was awake and Netflix sent me a suggestion. And this film, this documentary has been out since 2019. I'm surprised, given the subject matter, that I've never watched it. But I brought in just a little clip. It's called... Oh my God! It just escaped my 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 name. Oh, this, this changes, changes everything. This changes everything. Yeah. This changes everything. Take a listen. The issue of discrimination against women was hurt by the federal government allowing the movie industry to do what the hell it wanted to do. We have to all decide together that it's enough. So it's yeah. a great documentary. It has uh, interviews from Tracy Ellis Ross, Gina Davis, uh, Yara Shahidi, Taraji P. Henson, Meryl Streep. Yeah. It's a great documentary. I highly recommend it if you want to dive yeah, deeper it's all into more, this. I mean, there's so many layers to this. Um, I think that, you know, as talent, we experience one thing. As people behind the scenes, execs, we experience similar things, but also from another side. Like, I'll be hard be like, we want more women, and yet... When I'm giving my take on something, they're mansplaining. I'm getting mansplained. And then I'm getting told, you know, if I'm saying I want my agreement or this is what I want, it's like, well, prove that you're deserving mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Like, would you say that to another man, you know? Yeah. Well, one example, that? one example that's used in the film, I, I think it was Chloe Grace Moretz. Someone was directing her and told, told her to sit in their lap. And she said, well, would you ask Tom Cruise to sit in your lap? <laughs> so it's, 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 it's very strange. These yeah. systems of power, like Ryan mentioned, it's, it's oftentimes the people who have the power to dismantle or interrupt these systems oftentimes do not. They fully subscribe to them. And so we're forever on or, this carousel. And, and get it. Like, wait, all right, this is the last thing I'll say. Yeah, but, because um, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go. Well, you know, agents will say, well, you know, this is the time, like, you know, you're not getting jobs because I'm a certain age or because I'm a white woman. They want diversity. And it's like, are you saying that, understanding why that's important? Are you just saying that because, you know what I mean? Most of the time, they're saying that because it's, it's they're, they're saying that, I mean, because they're also sick of it because a lot of their clients aren't getting but jobs also, anymore. It's, it's funny that that's being told to her when I can't even get a meeting with the same agent. <gasps> I mean, uh, all right, well, um, I love, okay. you know, Shar every Friday always brings us something that she real. is talking about and saying, uh, yes. and this is a powerful one. If you want to uh, check out more about this, head over to weirdchannelq.com. But right now, we got more show coming up. We do. A noted anti-trans conservative is conning trans people into appearing in his documentary. One of the people who was actually approached is joining us after this. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. 
Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Trans activist Eli Ehrlich has revealed that conservative podcaster Matt Walsh tried to trick her into participating in an anti-trans documentary. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Joining us right now is the one and only Eli Ehrlich to break down everything that happened. Thank you so much for, one, uh, sharing your story online on Twitter as we saw it in the thread, but also coming on our show to to talk about it more because, honestly, the trauma. Mm. Hi. Thank you for being here. Hello, and thanks for sharing the story. I mean, this whole thing has been unbelievable, and I'm so glad you're here to share it. No, yeah. So, okay, let's break this down, because Matt Walsh, who, I mean, if people know, they know. Honestly, I don't want to give him too much attention, but break down how he even, this all happened, how he kind of tried to trap you in this moment. Well, you might know about Matt Walsh from Dr. Phil, where he basically berated some trans activists for mm-hmm. simply trying to exist. Yep. He is a far-right, I don't quite want to say a provocateur, because he takes himself very seriously. He is um, a co-conspirator on Daily Wire and other major far-right news publications. And, well, I was unfortunate enough to be wrapped up in his latest scam. In short, I well, in short, he is trying to create a documentary about trans people where he tricks us into participating in it without our knowledge that he, that um, he's involved. Wow. Oh, just horrible. So what exactly happens? Like, how did he go about doing that to you? Well, it all started with this email from an organization supposedly called Gender Unity Project. <laughs> and a producer for this fake documentary reached out to me from the project and said that they were filming this. 
seemed totally inconspicuous. I had done documentaries before. This wasn't anything new. And she wanted to fly me out to Chicago this weekend to participate in it. I wasn't off-put whatsoever at first. This is pretty run-of-the-mill. I um, have been involved in trans organizing for a decade, so documentaries are a second language at this point, and that's kind of what gave her away. So we went back and forth. At first, it was going to be Chicago. Then it was going to be Flagstaff, and the surgeons are trying to interview keep on um, dropping out, which is a little strange. So eventually, she decides on Tennessee, Nashville, where Matt Walsh lives. And I'm not making this connection yet, but she is nowhere to be found online when I start looking her up. And eventually they send me this um, uh, this release form, which is super short. And weirdly, it didn't have any names on it. And out of every documentary I've um, worked on, like I've never seen that before. So I look her up, absolutely nothing. And then I look up her and um, the university that she went to. Um, She had just been, like, bragging about finishing film school. And I guess they didn't choose journalistic ethics in there because I found out she lied about her last name. It turns out that the name that she provided wasn't hers. So I looked her up, found her IMDb page, first result. And it turns out she's not just a crew member of Matt Walsh's, but she produced over 200 episodes for him and is heavily involved in the far right. Yeah, I I have to say, I saw your thread on Twitter. I retweeted it a few days ago, and I went and looked her up, and I because the name is included in the thread, and I didn't see anything either, but this all makes sense. Now, I see that Twitter has since suspended the Gender Unity Project's account. I have to ask, in your personal opinion, why do you think that right, far right, or even just, you know, right-wing conservatives seem to be kind of dogpiling onto trans people right now as far as trying to really, you know, come for the kids and and strip people of their rights and, and health care. Why do you think that there seems to, they seem to be so incentivized right now around attacking trans people? I mean, personally, I'm pretty hateable, but I don't know about the rest <laughs> of my community. Icon. <laughs> Look, me too, me too. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the trans community doesn't have that many resources, and we don't have the um, protection we need to defend ourselves. So we are very easy targets. And Matt Walsh is taking advantage of this. Frankly, I don't think he cares about trans people. I think he cares about Matt Walsh because he is making a boatload of money off of this. He is doing um, interviews on YouTube where people pay him to answer questions. He's getting this documentary funded. He's working with far-right hate groups that are giving him money by the wheelbarrow. So he definitely has a lot to profit off of it. And he's succeeding in it, too, frankly. Yeah, he was it, just on Dr. Phil. Like, he's I, making a ton of money. It's one of those things that sucks so much because it's like we want to put everyone's attention on the, the evil things that are happening, but we also don't want to give him free press. Mm, yeah. And so it's like, what's the balance there of, like, reporting on this and having, you know, you want to tell your story of what, you know, what went, like, happened to you without giving Matt Walsh the press? And yet that is such a great question because right now we are giving Matt Walsh a 
ton of free media attention. Mm -hmm. So what I've been telling everyone is the best thing we can do from this is report all of his social media accounts. Twitter actually suspended him last month, which is a very unusual move, but he really broke so many of their policies. They didn't have another choice. So if people keep reporting his accounts, I'm not holding my breath, but maybe they'll actually do something about it. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. That was Eli Ehrlich, uh, who is part of this crazy story. Uh, Thank you for being here. Is there anything else you want to promote while you're here? (laughs) Oh, right in the spot. (laughs) I would just say donate to the Okra Project. They're doing great things for black trans women. Icon. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You're always welcome back. Thank you. Now coming up, it's more than just clothes. You know, the things that people have to divide in a breakup. And what have you had to divide? Or what have you taken? That's next. You know, the question around what do you do in a breakup in terms of what does each person get has always come up. There's a New York Post article all about it. I always wonder why this comes up now because it's like the age-old question. Who gets custody of what during a breakup? Specifically this day and age, the passwords. Right? Uh, because that's the new thing, right? The passwords to the Yahulu account, the Netflix no. account. Why are y'all no? sharing that? I was about to no, say. No, because when... there's someone that always sets up the account or had one and then you... Right. Then that means yeah. you set your own account up, Shira. That's, that's how Stop being lazy. When the relationship dissolves, so does the account. Or yeah. whoever owns the account, it goes to. This was this was our big argument, though, Ashar. Her and her ex had a dog. Okay. Mm. I would say that is his dog. Y'all are no longer together, but she kept holding there. on to the fact that it was that's her dog and their baby. He's my and baby. I'm like, that is not your dog. You're in a whole other relationship. It, you don't even see that dog. dog. No. You cannot on, share Ryan. that dog. Hold on, Ryan, because I do know couples that are in co-parenting Thank relationships you. with their dogs and in new relationships, both of them. But they are in co-parenting. I do think that when it comes to things like dogs and living, breathing things that don't that aren't plants. There needs to be a custody conversation. There doesn't need to be a custody conversation because when I did it, me and my me and my ex, we got Coco to get together. Mm-hmm. And when he paid for her, I said, this is your gift to me. This is my dog. So if anything was to happen, it's my dog. I know someone that's doing it successfully. And they had Look at not, that. They had a messy but breakup. When's the last time you saw Bentley, Shira? That's because he hasn't been in this country. But still. He has been in know, this country. I do know. I mean. Well, not for a long time. He's now across right. the country. But you have not seen him, though. Because he hasn't been in Los Angeles, and I'm not going to And would your partner be okay with you sharing a dog with your ex? I mean, I think that I if he was in L.A. and I was... Ta- I think that what I would do, if, if my ex did come back to L.A., I probably would, when he couldn't take care of him, I probably would ask to babysit. Um, That's weird. You well, need to no, like, cut I, those ties. Why you got these ties to your heart? It's, it's hard. It's hard, including when there's a really cute animal. Well, cut I, it. I, I have, I know someone, and I won't get too specific because this isn't my story to tell, but she and her boyfriend parted ways and they had a cat together. He ended up keeping the cat. It broke her heart. She wanted the cat, but then when he got in his new relationship, he sold the cat. <gasps> yeah. I understand that. So let's go back. She was to... devastated. I would have been. I think I have. Maybe I have a no, weird this is attachment a, this to This is pets. a greater part no, of the conversation. I know, this but I do want to talk about it because. But when it comes to passwords, you go your own. Well, here, Sarah your wants own to do life. her list. Researchers, like... no, there's no list. Researchers, <laughs> researchers have found a variety of research reasons. There's re- people researching this type of stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Why people maintain streaming ties after a breakup? Conveniences, finances, post-breakup friendships. Um, so this is interesting because I have gotten a lot of new accounts, but there was one that I still have because it's just connected to all my stuff is the Netflix account. 
It's still there. See, I find that to be a little strange because it, it, I understand why, just because it's like easy, it's a little lazy, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I also think that it's a subconscious situation where Ooh. you are not willing to let go completely. No, yeah. really. Because why, it's super easy to come the, up with your own I know. I took a baby step and I got the Hulu It's a little account. strange. I got and if I was your partner, HBO I would Max. be like, now what's going on? Let's have a conversation. So here's the thing. What, uh, uh, Jess is going to laugh, our producer, because I did say this uh, when we were off air. Um, so my my current partner, I um, set it up because he doesn't watch TV, so it's all my my well, accounts. You don't I set up. <laughs> wait, so I'm watching more than him. You can imagine. Now. So I set up the Netflix account on his TV, but it's using my ex's account. So when I turn on Netflix, it says Walter, which is so, uh, my ex's legal name, and then. Um, Has he asked why is to say Walter? Walter and I go to guest all the time, and he's never asked. So how would you? <laughs> let me ask you this: How would you feel if he had a tie to an ex-girlfriend? His um, wife, no, his ex-wife. His ex-wife. No, oh, he oh, has like that. they have accounts that they used to share together and all that. Yeah. You said used. To, I'm talking about currently. Um, how would I don't you know feel? why Cheryl over here acting like, oh yeah, I'm just a cool girl. I don't care about stuff I'm like cool that. Girl. Cheryl, Cheryl would be over there fuming if she she was well, she actually, was on the floor the searching thing. for Wait, uh, for nail polish pieces to use as evidence at the dry cleaner. This sounds messy. This is this is funny. Uh huh. Top right. story. Food for thought. The dry cleaner. I saw the dry cleaning come back, and it still said the ex-wife's name and address. I go, why does the Dry cleaner, have your ex-wife's name. Oh, because that's what the account is under. I go, change the you got name some nerve. of the account. You got some and so then, so wait, you so got then, a lot of nerve, Sheila Lazar. So then, um, you got a lot of nerve. Wait, and so then he goes, no, because it's this older guy, and he always asks me, and, I, and he knows, now knows he has a girlfriend, but for some reason, this... The guy that owns the dry cleaner still doesn't change the name. Why? He, why? So okay. So if he changes that name, then you need to change your Netflix. Meaning, stuff. pay for an account. One is just changing a name. The other wow. is well. Well, you know what? It's uh, he's, he's actually gracious because I know a lot of people who get really, really a lot of excitement and joy from just pulling the plug. Oh, you think you gonna watch Hulu? <laughs> this password is no, changed. No, for sure. I mean, honestly, I'm, those, I'm that person. This I would have pass- pass- oh, changed too. the password. Me too. No shame. <laughs> the fu- you would have gagged. The funny thing to log is, by the way, is that I actually told. <laughs> my ex and it's his family account and he was just like oh cool oh so i take it you all didn't have a messy breakup no no okay and and see that that i feel like that also factors in much like the researchers said they said what is it friendly breakups like it it's it that factors in to things but things do get complicated when kids and pets are involved let it go sharon let it go Yep, we're back having fun on this Friday show. Shout out to Sal is here joining are us you on the third for all mic. Of us who says I was having you know, fun. I was assuming good vibes, but hey, you <laughs> tell me otherwise. I'm having a great time. So yes. is Ryan. Yeah, there you I'm go. I'm having a fabulous time, actually. Are you sure about that? No, I am. Uh, I really am. We're going, you know, we have a, pa- a jam packed night. Oh, yes. Shar um, and I are going to see Jeremy O'Hare's A Slave Play. Yeah. Um, at the what? Um, what's that? At theater? some theater. Some theater downtown, and it's hmm. here, and it's going to be very interesting because it's gotten mixed reviews, oh. but it's actually broken some records on, on when it comes to Broadway and the Tonys and all that stuff. Okay. But I can't wait to report back to tell you if I hated it Child. or if I loved it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a New York night you're having going to the theater. To the theater. I know, and that's what I love. That's why the, the outfit is so important. Yeah, I mean, I've been hearing about you outfits Ryan's all being show. Ridiculous. What is going? On. I'm not. Ryan's being ridiculous. He has four outfits in his car, and then, now he's saying, "I think I may have to go home There's and get out of here." 
because I saw what my friend. Does no one ever feel? Does no one ever feel that way if you see what your friend is wearing and they're like, oh wow? Yeah, but I kind of just accept it. I brought one. Well, of course you accept it, Miss. One outfit. I have an LBD in my trunk. LBD. A little black dress. Now how does Ryan know that and you don't? I kind of did and I forgot. And that's for girls. I have. I have uh, heels on, but oh, one of them is uh, one of them is a yeah. You got to get it repaired. Uh, heel that she was walking it. on a screw. <laughs> oh wow, we really have to. We have time for a couple of headlines. Oh, no. Okay. Oh gosh, my tea out, report. Out and Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg denounced Florida's proposed "Don't Say Gay" bill on CNN. Oh girl, why would you do that to me? Here's Buttigieg. Well, can you please wait? <laughs> Bam! Don't just uh, sit there. The judge was asked about Florida's HB 1557, uh, which, as you might or might not know, it would ban teachers from discussing matters related to gender and sexuality in school. So here's more. Overt erasure. If our kids someday, uh, uh, some Monday morning, come into class and, and, and uh, you know, kids uh, are, are sitting around, the teacher's got the uh, morning circle talking about how everybody's weekends went, and one of them says, I had the best weekend with my dad's. Is a teacher supposed to say, no, we don't talk about that here? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, if it's at any age where it's appropriate to talk about, uh, uh, you know, a, a kid's mom and dad, then it should be appropriate to talk about a kid's mom and mom or dad and dad or whatever family structures we live with. That's part of what it means to be pro-family is to be pro-every family. Okay. I'm not going to lie to what? you. Chaston did an interview mm-hmm. on Jonathan Capers uh, on, I think, Jonathan on um, MS, uh, MSNBC. Yeah. And said the same thing verbatim. Really? Well, they have their like it was they have their statement straight, I guess. Before we, or after? No, well, I don't. I think Chastens was before this. Okay. But um, if you actually, we actually talked about this earlier in the the week. We had MSNBC correspondent. Um, Zach Stafford Stafford on to talk about the Don't Say Gay bill and how it's going to impact LGBTQ youth. So if you want to go over there, head over to wearechannelq.com to check it out. Yeah, and next hour on What's Trending This Hour, we're going to tell you more about an Arizona Republican who broke from his party this week as it relates to trans youth. That's next hour. Well, really quickly, the T-Report. Did you all know that there were two wolves born at the... Can you? Can you? Two human wolves born at the... Yes, so it turns out it turns out that the two wolves that were born, uh, (laughs) take a shot every time she says that name. (laughs) Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have announced their the name of their newborn child, and his name will be Wolf Webster, and he is the little brother. I don't know how I feel about Stormy and Wolf. She should have named him Thunder. Uh, that would make sense. But also the other wolf that it's was born. The other family. The yeah. other wolf that was born was born just one day before Kylie and Travis's. And this is with Eve, rapper Eve and former talk show host oh. Eve and her billion dollar husband, Maximilian. They welcomed a child named Wild Wolf Fife Alexander Summers Cooper on February 1st. So back to back. And I should also mention that Kylie and Travis's child has the birthday of 2222. Oh, Which is right. si- like honestly and I think Stormy, so perfect. I think Stormy's cool is February 1st. I like their children cool are like back to back. Well, that yeah. just means they're having that type of sex. Yeah, because they had the birthday party literally uh, like a, I think on February 1st or the day before and then she went into labor and then and really quickly before we go to break I have to shout out Brandy and Kelly Rowland today is their birthday collectively and Jennifer wow. Aniston but because it's Black History Month Brandy and Kelly Rowland and also today marks 10 years since Whitney Houston tragically and unexpectedly wow. passed away at the Beverly yeah. Hilton 
Just wanted to acknowledge that as well. That was the tea report for this hour. I'm very okay, happy. So Wolf is the new name of the year. Can we not? There's going to be a lot of wolves running around the preschool. Because mm-hmm. you know, now you know us common folks about to take that name. I love the name Wolf. I know. Uh, okay, next up. How do we counter self-hating people in the community? What that actually means and how Tucker Carlson's involved next. Uh-oh. Uh, trigger alert. We're about to talk about Tucker Carlson. Well, at least his show. So an out gay guest on Tucker Carlson's show denounced wacky gay activists and gay media like CNN for opposing Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. We should note that those are in quotes. Quote, unquote. Yeah, here it goes. Yeah, look, if wacky gay activists, childless wacky gay activists want to drive uh, the White House, the Democrat Party, gay media like CNN into this arena of demonizing concerned parents, after what happened in Virginia last year, this year now in the, with the midterms coming up, I mean, more power to them. It's a terrible look. And like you had mentioned, the, the bill is four pages long, all right? No Democrat has read it. Uh, and if they have, they don't want you to read it. The media doesn't want you to read it. Because when you do, you realize it's perfectly reasonable, rational bill. That's Chadwick Moore of the Log Cabin Republicans. Oh, God, they're still around? Oh, yeah, they are. We've had <sighs> them on the show. Ever. Oh, I know. I've, I've interviewed. You I didn't know that to, they were still around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a few times. Which, what is your, what's your feeling about this? Because it, it's frustrating for them now to be, not just, all right, so when you're a Republican, you're obviously fighting for a certain perspective, which was always associated, quote-unquote, with capitalism in the past, right? Or, like... Fiscal uh, concerns. Fiscal concern. but, um, but it was also a veil for other stuff happening oh, yeah. underneath it. And it still is. And now, well, it still is, but it's so overt at this point that is it is a bit uncomfortable or very uncomfortable to see now uh, those in the LGBTQ community rationalizing this. Like, okay, so... Child, it ain't com- uncomfortable for me because if they want to do it, normally, normally people that's rationalize it mm-hmm. are all some people who, if they weren't queer, they were just cis white men. And on top of that, <laughs> like our cis white when folks. I think of this, I think because of the intersectionality of being both black and trans uh-huh. and a woman, I think of people, you know, in the black community, like a Candace Owens, like an Omarosa, like th- things like this are not uncommon. Yeah, it's not. Um, because they have said things that are inextricably linked to anti-blackness and, and racism, especially when Trump was in power. Um, so I I look at this, honestly, the, the optics of this does not surprise well, me. That's what I'll say. It's, it's like, um, it's, it's really like if you're, if you want to talk about another example of this is like Caitlyn Jenner, Jenner, right? Mm-hmm. And how she talks about, you know, she, speaks, good she speaks out against the, the everything that's happening with trans folks in sports. It's like... Kanye West. It, she's will, She wants to just walk in her own privileges as what she's doing, and she can exist and do that in, in certain ways. Well, I think where people drop the ball is, like, for example, this guy is a white cis man, but he's also gay. Yeah. There is no amount of hating on the community that's going to get white cishet men, men if they're homophobic to accept you. That and that's the thing. There's that's no the there's no amount of anti-gay talking points on Fox News that's going to get homophobic, uh radical, evangelical, right wing, cisgender, heterosexual white men to accept you and look at you as their equal and their brother. So this is all like 
I don't I don't know what to call this, but poppycock. Well, yeah, he has a privilege to... <laughs> what a word. To, uh, that is, that's the word of the day. That's the phrase of the day. He has a privilege to uh, definitely say this, but it's so problematic because they're going to use the log cabin Republicans now as talking heads of course. to promote this horrendous of course. stuff. Of course, of course. And also what this takes away from, which I'm sure he does not care. What's this guy's name? Chadwick what? I'm sure Chadwick not more... Uh, the dearly departed. Um, I'm sure Chadwick Moore does not care how this affects other people in the community, whether they're white or otherwise. Like, he is comfortable where he is, and this is this is just a Until bad these look. same people are like, you know, once they get through this, they're like, okay, now let's look at gay marriage again. Like, you Uh-oh. know what I mean? Oh, you're shaking the table now, Sheriff. Sure. Because <laughs> if they put gay marriage, if, if Amy Coney Barrett gets a hold of gay marriage, Chadwick, don't come calling us to rally well, and picket in the streets. Well, right? and, but that's the crazy thing that, that we always continue to see in the ways that when it starts to impact them yeah. or when they're will, they're ready now to... Now all of a sudden we're a community. Or, yeah, or it's like you really want to link adopt arms. adopt a child. Let's it's see how easy like, that is. It, it, it's wild, right? It's 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 really... When it now doesn't affect community. them, they don't really care. But when it does affect them, they do care. And it's just like when you were a queer kid growing up and you were dealing with bullies or anything that you were going through in your situation, to, to even speak out against this idea of this, like, don't say gay bill, mm-hmm. or well, speaking for it, it just it feels wild that they're even doing something I, like this. But, I mean, internalized homophobia, that's And I thing. think what also has to take, come into play is, I guess, when these people came out, because not everybody was a queer kid growing up. Some of these people were the bullies and came out at 46 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. some of these people were the actual bullies to the out-and-open mm-hmm. LGBT kids. And so that also factors in. But it's a whole bunch of internalized homophobia and hatred, a whole bunch of stuff. So we got a really great question, well, like, a great, like, prompt okay. question from producer Justin, which I I love when he always does. He said, are there's are these people more dangerous than the normal straight heterosexuals because it gives those people a rubber stamp? The, the cis uh, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, they I inherently so. are yeah. because you're speaking on mm-hmm. you're a member on of the community. If, yeah. And and people yeah. are going to use your voice, uh-huh. much like a Flame Monroe, yep. since we yeah. were talking about trans yeah. people. Flame Monroe in direct proximity to black trans women who openly supports Dave Chappelle. Yeah. That is that's what I had in my comments. Why are you making a big deal? Flame thinks it's okay. Yeah. Flame yeah. thinks it's funny. And that's, like and I think, but community. that's the thing where people have to really understand the layers when it comes to diversity and inclusion and, and talking about marginalized communities because we are not all a mono. There are going to be people who think completely different in also harmful ways because of the their experiences and the way they want to walk through life, Mm -hmm. and that is not a reflection over an entire community. Which also speaks to the privilege of when those people have power in the rooms and they're making decisions, and you think you're checking off a diversity check, you're actually setting us back ten times more because you got the wrong people in power because they're doing more people harm. Or do they have the right people because that's who they're looking for? That's who they want. They're looking for an echo chamber. They're not looking to be challenged. That part. Real. You're looking for an echo chamber, and most of these people, these are their views. So it's like it's better if it's coming from a talking head who's a member of the community. That's why Fox News booked this person and didn't book the Slay God. Hey. Because they don't want to be challenged. They want an echo chamber. Sl- would Slay God, have, would you ever go on Tucker Carlson? I don't think I would ever go no. on Tucker Carlson. Don't it's not your, even worth it. Don't have your blood pressure. It's not worth it. It's not It'd worth be it. traumatic. It's not worth it for the rest. Of, I mean, just to deal with Tucker Carlson, uh, CNN. In real time. And then also, and then the, f- and then and the, also the, the other side the of fallback, the yeah. Push, Your Twitter yeah. mentioned six years from now. Also, would be them, I like <laughs> threatening, like the threats or the address. Like they've, you know, when Taylor Lorenz from New York Times was called out on that, they found her address. Yeah, yeah they, they, will, they will dox yeah. you.
They were right. in your family. If you got a unique last name, I got to watch the Jocelle brand over here. Because <laughs> there's a lot of us, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Okay, what's coming up next, Ryan? Okay, so what it means if uh, you're losing friendships over the pandemic. We're going to dive in on that because, wow, this is really intense. Just get ready, y'all. Losing friends in a pandemic. And honestly, a lot of people do it. What does that mean? Because it can get a little complicated, right? So what could it mean if you're letting friendships slip away during COVID? Is it a sign of depression or just a product exhaust? Wait, a pandemic of, you know, oh my God, I can't speak. Is it a product of pandemic exhaustion or stress? Mm. What do do y'all think about that? Because honestly, I'm not thinking it's a sign of depression, a product of uh, pandemic exhaustion or stress i'm thinking friendships come and go and i think covid the pandemic specifically really you know i think it it taught you what you wanted in friendships and community and if that person is not giving that to you i think there was a it it made it a lot easier Mm -hmm. for you to like spread your wings and fly and kind of allow that friendship to drift away so i think that the angle of like depression and things like that can sometimes play a factor into it but much like you you all know that i wrote an essay for my birthday pinned to my twitter if you all want to read it anyone listening Mm -hmm. what's the title um shoot 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 i just i can't remember (laughs) oh a retrospect Emotional recourse through uh, something, something. My what, Jesus year. What my no Jesus wonder why year. you're forgetting it. It's a long time. I think I have COVID brain. <laughs> Maybe. But I, no, my memory, my memory used to be superb. I think yeah, I have COVID brain. It's okay. Um, or just fog. But I do agree with you, Ryan, in that the pandemic, much like any relationship, right? Not even mm-hmm. friendship. The pandemic either brought people closer together or, you know, certain things just had to fall by the wayside. I'm someone who had to walk away from a friendship that meant a lot to me. But ultimately, it didn't serve me. I wasn't mm. feeling good. You know, you, Shira, we've talked about paying attention to, like, your nervous yeah. system and how, like, even the smallest thing, like, getting off the phone with someone, how do you feel? Yeah. That'll tell you all you need to know But for the most part. And so I think that, like Ryan said, it's, it's, it's natural. Sometimes people are in your life for a season and not a lifetime, unfortunately. And you got to you gotta take care of yourself. At the end of the day, everybody else going to take care of themselves. You got to take care of yourself. Come on. And also, I think that there's, like, the people that you talk to day to day, and there's, there's a few of those people. Ultimately... You know, depending on your work or what you're doing, what you're busy with, what season you're in, you might be having other types of people around you. It doesn't mean that the people that you maybe had around you a year ago, it's not they're not relevant in your life. This that it just it's a lo- it's a lot to keep up with. For me, it's like sometimes I'll love someone and yet realize like, oh shoot, I haven't seen you for months yeah. or talked to you. Yeah. And I think that as you just get older, you stop judging that. I think when you're younger, like, oh my God, that means we're, you know, mm. we don't like each other or you're not my friend. And you're like, no, there are those people that definitely, if you have bad vibes, then they're not relevant anymore. Or you all's interest don't align. There's a yeah. misalignment. But then there could be happen. people that you actually love each other and align and just like, it's, it's not necessarily part of your like day to day vibe. And that's okay. <laughs> and like, when you do see each other, you love it. Maybe once a year or twice a year and that's it is what it is. is. Check it. Yeah. I, here's the thing. I think one thing that I have really realized and it was something that also came back into my like 
of you when I was watching it just like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was something about the relationship between uh, Carrie and Miranda at, at this age that they're at and how friendships change mm, and oftentimes people change and you have to relearn Acceptance who people also. are yeah. and like learn like oh this isn't the same person that I knew five ten years ago yeah. and I think you have to be okay with that in, in the way that and be willing to allow it to shape and mold into this new experience and that holds such like you know tight but, restrictions to it but even taking that into account if you're someone's friend, then you're there for the evolution. People don't ch- just change overnight, typically. Mm. But so sometimes that there. can be jarring where it's like, it I, I don't know who this is and I don't know if it fits my life. Mm. That is true. Yeah. And people have to make some some decisions. I've openly talked about how I'm a totally different girl. I, I, when I look back at some of the things like from 27 or some of the things I used to say or even like maybe a chip, a, a certain chipperness in my voice that's yeah. not there anymore because life has been lifing. I still have joy in my life but I've had a series of experiences that when I was 27 up until that point everything was easy peasy lemon greasy and so there are things and people I've noticed this even with my siblings like I have two sisters Uh and we're always things are changing and at one point I feel like we fluctuate like one day you know one year two years go by I'm closer to Andrea and then this new year comes and now Ashley and I are really like twin sisters yeah wait you're not you're you're not a twin no No, my sisters sisters are well you know you bring up a good point I think it's now always as you get older, you look back, and I see. I think about when I was in my late twenties. I had a different group of day to day friends, mm-hmm. and the ones that I have now, actually, some of those people were I was friendly with then, but then I became closer with five years later. Mm, like it's it everything is very fluid, and yeah. I and I think that. Yeah, it's, it's like you need to be okay with it. As you mentioned, Ryan, like the more you hold on to this idea of what something was, yeah. that's in general in life, or not just with friendships. Or what it's supposed to look yeah. like. Yes. It's like, I think the, the biggest suffering we have is our lack of acceptance, and then that brings up judgment. Yeah. Judgment of ourselves, judgment of the person. Then everyone just like and falls you know, flat because this of this. This is a critical decade. Thirty to forty is a critical decade, especially yeah. as it pertains to friendships. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I'm sorry to just and you Is know, he breaking news or something? Right. What is yeah, going on? Yeah. Someone just Venmoed me five dollars coffee on me for Black History Month. <laughs> 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 what what in the summer 2020 is I'm going okay on? I'm okay with that. Thank you so much for the coffee because I, I needed it. it I really appreciate it. If you're listening, shout out to That's you. That's so nice. That is Do our, you know who our, it is? I have no clue who this person is, but we're talking about friendships, and I think I just made a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, with the Super Bowl coming up, a lot of people are betting on some weird things. And it's not just who's going to win the game. We're going through some of the weirdest Super Bowl 2022 prop bets Mm. that people are doing. See, you know, the bets are never gay enough for me. Mm. Like, I'm like... What do you mean by that? Like, you know, like, how many times are they going to slap each other's butt? We need some of that. (laughs) How many times are, you know, is there going to be, like, homoerotic tones happening? That's what I'm talking about. Well, that's subjective. I mean, I got my definition. <laughs> He's like the Simon Cowell. <laughs> but these are just, these, but they're still fun. Like, how long do you think the national anthem will be? They're still fun Who's type things. Who's singing the national anthem this year? Mickey oh. Guyton. I knew that. I, don't I was know about why. to say, was it? Is it Demi? It's Mickey Guyton. It is Mickey Guyton. They Country called singer. up all the black people for Black History Month. <laughs> Even though I'm, 
I hate that they Brandy recently sang it for like the the uh-huh. last game before the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I wish they would actually let her sing it on the Super Bowl and just swapped I, it. No, I didn't think about that. No shade to Mickey. Because that would have been nice to around this time, Whitney Houston. Yeah. It would have been a really big moment for Brandy to do it. But go ahead, Shira. Okay, so color of the Gatorade bath. People are betting on orange versus blue or lime. I mean, all the colors, basically, of the rainbow. That's pretty gay. Uh, which, <laughs> <laughs> which team will That's win? That's pretty gay. <laughs> which team will win the coin toss? What would oh. be the decision of the coin toss winner? Um, touchdown scored. I mean, that's kind of obvious. Will the game go into overtime? Will both teams score a safety? See, I don't even know what that means. I, mean, yeah. I would participate in this. If, if I showed up to a Super Bowl party and they gave me a ballot, because I used to, one of my um, associates, Nicola, she used to host like Emmy parties and we'd play games. She'd have a printed out sheet I and you'd have that. to circle who you think. And then there'd be prizes for whoever that. was like. And you actually have a great friend who is really good at coming up with games and stuff. Yes, James. Yeah. And yeah. so like, I, I feel like I would love to do that. Like if it was a bingo thing. But I would play. I would play this game if I walked into a Super Bowl party and someone handed me a sheet to like do the bets, and then yeah. you know you give off different trinkets yeah. and candles and games. Candles. I mean, well, you know, as prizes. Yeah, yeah like little 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 knickknacks okay, from the Target. You know, I'm not talking about the long stem Beauty and the Beast <laughs> candle. I'm talking about one of those fat Come three on, wick like the Jesus candles, like the fat three wick <laughs> candles. Well, but you know. I, it, I feel like for our crowd, it would have to be based on the commercials or the halftime show, like some fun trivia or bets around that. Well, yeah, because I, I you know... Like, how many crypto commercials would, are there going to be? See, I would love to see that. Like, oh, what's God. the like? What's the best like celebrity commercial that we think yeah, out of the night? Yeah. Like that. That I've would seen be a fun. few of them. Have they always been releasing them before the game? Like, yeah, this? yeah. Was, it's like, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like a new Zendaya's, thing within the last few years. So. Zendaya's was really good with Andre 3000. That oh, was a nice what is it shocker. for? What uh, for Squarespace? Mm. Uh, Sally, she's Sally selling she sells by the she store. Okay. I saw this morning, uh, Miley Cyrus, that's how Oprah says it, um, I saw, and I'm sipping from a Harpo mug today. I saw Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton's this morning. I know that Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost have one for Alexa. It's pretty funny. Cute. Oh, my favorite, like, couple of color. Colin yeah. is cute. Colin mm. is cute. He's yummy. He remind, But he reminds me of people I went to high school with, though, if, if I'm being honest. Same. He's just like a bro that got really famous. Yeah, it's just like, that's exactly, Same. well, I wouldn't call him a bro. I don't use language like that. Mm. Who are you? We do. Oh, but Shira also says chick. I, I do. I do say. <laughs> I don't know where this conversation's going, but we'll be back. We are wrapping the show as we always do with our Yes Queen of the Day. Yes Queen. This one goes to CNN host Anderson Cooper, who announced the birth of his second son. I'm going to let him do the announcement, though. Here he is on CNN. Good evening. There's a lot to get to tonight, but I wanted to start off with some good news, which also happens to be very personal news. In April 2020, in the early dark days of the pandemic, you may recall I announced the birth of my son, Wyatt. These are the pictures I showed of Wyatt then, taken just days after he was born. Well, this is Wyatt today. He's nearly 22 months old, and he is sweet and funny and the greatest joy in my life. If he looks particularly happy in this picture, it's because he now has a baby brother. (laughs) His name is Sebastian, and I would like you to meet him. This is Sebastian Luke Masoni Cooper. No, I don't want such so a good name. I just have to good, jump in. It's That's most definitely a, a great good name. name. But I also don't want to ruin this because 
I hate parents who say 22 months or like the months when they're like past like one. Uh-huh. Just say that your baby is one and a half well, or two. Well, Ryan, what's the point? You're 28, right? Yeah. So technically, you're 336 months. That is so. Is oh. he Happy going, birthday! Is Anderson Cooper <laughs> going to do that until he's like my age? Like that is. I think you stop doing worst. it after maybe. It's after. It's at two. You shouldn't do. You shouldn't do it People after do it one. At, I think I'm going to do it if I ever become a mom. Disgusting. I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. I'm going to be like. <laughs> I'm going to be like... I'm going to cut you know, that my, and just I'm, have it replay. I'm going to just do it to bother I'm a traditionalist. you. As a As a bu- <laughs> I mean, I'm very, very happy for him. The look on his face is just with like pure joy. Yeah, he looks so like he was going to cry. I'm torn. Like, Sebastian's I'm, beautiful. I'm torn because I love, you know, happy parents, but I'm still torn because I didn't like how Anderson did Kathy Griffin. So Still, it kind of, wow. I know. It kind of, but you know what? Congratulations on a beautiful child. Anderson appears to be a great father, and, much like yeah. his best friend Andy yeah. Cooper, who and also did Kathy wrong. He, he's co-parenting <laughs> yeah. with his ex-partner Benjamin Masani, who he described as his best Ooh, friend. Let, let me look him up. I don't think I've ever seen Anderson's man. Well, um, that's our yes queen of the day. Yes, queen. That also does it for our show today. OMG, I can't believe we made it. And I'm a traditionalist. Thank you. <laughs> Yep. You're recording that button. We're doing yep. that. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us all weekend lo- week long. We really appreciate you. Of course, we got some more music right here on Channel Q. But we hope you can join us again on Monday. More show. We're going to be talking about how one big metropolitan parade is still keeping LGBTQ people from participating. What is going on? And, of course, what's trending this hour, the T-Report. All the stuff you need to know weekdays here on Channel Q, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern, live. If you missed any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. Again, thank you as always to Shar Giselle for joining us on our Friday third mic here. Yes, yes, yes. And make sure to tune in. TGIFs with Shar on Fridays and Sundays with Shar on her Instagram at Shar Says So Everywhere. Yeah, you can go up and look at old episodes. Episodes now. Yeah. IGTV tab. Good stuff. Well, we are sending you love and light. And honey, you better remember to slay. Have a great weekend. Super Bowl weekend. Oh my God. Eat all the wings, all the cheese. Good stuff. (laughs) We'll see you Monday. Bye. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. 
in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.